Well, a very, very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live on this March 20th. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're happy to be here with you and happy you are taking some time out of your day to be here with us and uh, hoping and praying that you are well. And um, Hoping and praying that this is a refuge from the secular... All the stuff that's out there. Right. You know, it just, I think so, you get... You can only take so much. Mm. And, but I think what we're finding, though, we found that when Bruce was here on Monday that didn't have as many people responding. And, you know, people are maybe the glued to the television or the social right. media. And um, But it's good to take a break and let that be a positive break. And, and we know that prayer is more powerful than anything. So, of course, we need to stay informed. We need to tune in and see if there's more recent directives from our local government or our community or the state. But... Um, you do for your own mental state and health need to try to find some relaxation. Wasn't that holy hour beautiful? Father Groeschel's voice mm-hmm. and his pace, it literally brings my heart rate down. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. yesterday, you know, we were so blessed to be able to bring the people uh, live from Rome, the Holy Father praying the rosary, worldwide rosary. We had, I, and I was just blown away. I, you know, I, I see the stats in front of me on, I don't mm-hmm. know who's watching on our YouTube channel, I just know by numbers how many we had over a hundred people at one point right. praying and watching right. our YouTube channel, and that doesn't—that's just YouTube. <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. You know, people listening, praying all over. So that was a very powerful hour, and, and that's what we want, my friends, for you. You know, mm-hmm. when you come here, is that it is a place, a haven for you. It's a place where you can relax and rest. Yeah, the world has gone all kinds of crazy, and but we want you to know that Jesus walks with us, and that we are with the Lord. And our doors are not closed. They can't close our doors. They can't They can't shut us down. We're here for you. And we're going to be here with you today for the next two hours here locally anyway. And um, we have a, a program, line, a lovely program lined up for you. Deacon Anthony CO is here with us for, with his senior spirituality segment. He's going to talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, also, we're, Jim's here with the weather later on. We're going to play Saint of the Day. And next hour, we have our gospel reading for the fourth Sunday of Lent. And our friend, Father John Butler, pastor of St. Michael's in Long Branch, is going to be with us. Uh, also next hour, Father Dave Henney, and I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He is from the Los, uh, Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And he's written a book called Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed at Parish Ministry. And, you know, I think when we come back from all of this and get back into the groove, and we will, uh, it'll happen. Um, I hope, you know, we hear the president say we're going to have a stronger country, a stronger economy. I pray we have a stronger church. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. Uh, people mm-hmm. are, uh, are are being deprived right now of what maybe we took too often for granted. Right. And uh, to now be without holy sacrifice of the mass, to be able to participate, to receive the Eucharist, to go to confession, uh, to participate with our parish brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, I heard um, Cardinal Dolan the other day saying that, you know, we always prepare for Lent, uh, looking for sacrifices, things we can do. And he says, the Lord really has given us the... the the great mm-hmm. sacrifice in, in all of this throughout our Lenten season. Mm-hmm. Another sad part of this is that this weekend, tonight and tomorrow, we're supposed to have been the 24 hours with the Lord that Holy Father Pope Francis calls for every year. Mm. Uh, and obviously that's not, I guess, not happening. Although I, parishes are open with adoration still. Many churches are. And the instruction is, uh, I, I can just say from, from my particular parish, and that's St. Magdalene's in Flemington, on Mine Street, that they are open every day from 9 to 5. That's Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, the church is open. 
and Father exposes the Blessed Sacrament. And the church is huge, one of those, not in the round, but in the, what, like 180 degrees, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's in, the, a, it, in the half round. In the half round, however, but it's huge. And you can easily sit 10 or 15 people, uh, 10 or 15 feet from any other person, you know, and, and you could be with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. It's quiet. That's Monday through Friday, mm. 9 to 5. Mm. And then on Saturday and Sunday, of course, we can't be having Masses, but it's uh, 9 to 3, both Saturday and Sunday. And uh, I know many churches you could check perhaps on your parish website, but at least I know there's a, an example that you can go sit and pray. And now we have more time perhaps on our hands. Some some people are working harder than ever before, but there are many people not w- having to physically report to work or they're working from home. So um, even on whatever your commute was, Take that time to do some sort of spiritual communion, spiritual exercise, reading the Bible, uh, tuning into EWTN. I have a friend in Florida, and she's down there by herself. She was going to come home. She goes, I'm just going to stay here. But all her friends, every family, everybody left. She's there alone. She goes, I just, I have EWTN on 24 hours a day. And have this station on 24 hours a day. Absolutely. And we are hearing from people who, saying, who are saying how much, and this is something, you know, as everything else closes down and you... Your routine changes so drastically. You can't go where you used to go. Maybe have your favorite place to go have dinner. or mm-hmm. uh, And very few places are open now here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, but as I said, we're always here 24-7. We'll, we'll be here for you as long as the Lord allows, as long as you allow us to be here. Mm-hmm. Let's start with our prayer, and, and we'll move on uh, with uh, the program. But, I, you know, we the Holy Father did compose a prayer um, specifically for this situation, a prayer to our Blessed Mother. So we're going to pray that prayer and then the other prayers that we pray. So let's begin in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. We ask this, uh, ask all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And as Holy Father asked uh, a while ago to pray to St. Michael the Archangel and also to our Blessed Mother under the ancient, by praying the ancient prayer, the Subtum Presidium prayer, to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection protection against against the the wickedness wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May May God God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin, amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray Pray for for us. us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray Pray for for us. us. 
St. Pope John Paul II, pray, pray for, for us. us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. And St. Joseph. And St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Again, friends, we're going to be here for the next couple hours. We have some music. We're going to do what we, all, we normally do. You know, let's, let's, let's have a sense of normalcy here while you're here with us. We know there's a lot of uh, things happening out there, but we're in the Lord's hands. He's going to take care of us, and we have to trust and believe. As I've been saying, you know, we, we need a prayer, not panic. We need a faith, not fear. And so um, we hope that you will remain with us here for the next couple hours. And tell your friends, you know, we're coming to you on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, all of our Audio media is out there uh, for you, and we're uh, happy. I also thought it might be interesting to see if you want to text us anywhere along the program with thoughts, questions, uh, how are you surviving spiritually through all of this, you can text us. And I have the text open in front of me throughout the entire program so I can read those texts. Uh, the number to text is 609-493-8255. That's 609 493 Eight two five five. You can text us if you have any questions, any comments, uh, but maybe share how you are surviving spiritually through all of this. And maybe uh, there's something that's really helping you. For example, um, I'm staying in touch with my choir. We have our own little, you know, you have this family within the family of the church. We have our own little tight-knit community, and we're just sharing with, the, with each other and staying in touch. And a couple of them said, there's um, two specific psalms that are speaking to mm -hmm. them, Psalm 91 and Psalm 92. So they're easy to find, and they're back-to-back. -back. So I'm curious to see, is there a special psalm? Because what I'd like to do is put together some music for mm -hmm. uh, my music hour based on these psalms, read these psalms, and let us you know, get lost a little bit in the music where that can touch us so deeply. So let us know what what is speaking to you right now? Is there a psalm? Is there a prayer? Is it the rosary? What are you doing to find that calm, quiet? 609-493-8255. That's the number you can text. 609-493-8255. And, and I guess I really want to stress that we need to have hope. You know, and, and I, I was very disheartened earlier, and, you know, I'm not going to get political, but I saw the president's press conference, and uh, he's, they're, they're, every day he's been coming out with his, his uh, team there and just kind of updating the world and the nation on what's going on. And they, they've been talking about this one particular drug that is used and has been used for years to uh, treat malaria that has been very successful against this particular, particular virus. And he was saying that there's been great results, you know, and I've seen the results around the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the reporters said, are you giving, you're giving the, you're, are you, do you think you're giving the nation false hope and just kind of tearing down and bringing down? Yeah. And it's unfortunate. We need to have, you know, and I was very disheartened. I'm, again, I'm not going to, but I have to say it. I was watching the same <laughs> news conference. And on the right-hand side of the screen, and I was watching Fox News, uh, the, the numbers of the cases and the numbers of the deaths worldwide, and national, they, keep, they just mm. keep flashing these numbers in the stock mm. market. Get it out of That's why I say you got to get away from that. You know, God is going to take care of all things. And, and interesting, this weekend being Latari Sunday, mm -hmm. the light, right. the light in the darkness, that there is hope. We're soon to see that resurrection and the glory of God. Right. So, yes, we go through the dark times, and we're having a good Friday season like never before. But the resurrection, we know how the end result. We know that good is going to reign over evil. So hang on to that hope and be the light for someone this weekend. We all know somebody that's living alone. Maybe a phone call. You know, mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of quick texts and quick emails. You know what? Pick up the phone and hear that personal right. voice and connect. Do that this weekend. Right. 
So text text us, hmm. and we'll take your text during the program. 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. We'll take a musical break and come back. Deacon Anthony's here with his senior spirituality segment. So don't go away, my friends. There's more to come on Friday Live. Friends, happy to have you joining us on this beautiful Friday. And uh, joining us now with his senior spirituality segment is our dear friend from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seal. Welcome, Deacon. Jim, how are you? It's so good to see you, and it's so good to be here with your listeners today. And we are six feet apart. So yes, we are. Absolutely. <laughs> we're we're socially distancing each from each other, yes. We're fine uh, and not making light of that, but we actually know we are following the guidelines. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. We, you know what's interesting, too, and, I, and we're, we're, we're talking today as this— uh, as this whole difficult time is happening with mm-hmm. us with the um, with the virus and, and us having to limit our contact and everything else. But there's something that's occurred that's mm-hmm. kind of rattled me a little bit, and I'll tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think of myself as old. Mm-hmm. Now, I do a segment called Senior Spirituality, but I don't think of myself as old. I'm 67 years old. So for people who don't know and you can't see me, I'm 67 years old. I'm five foot two on a good day, but I think as I'm getting older, I'm shrinking. Okay, Aren't we all? I, I have no hair, but in my mind, I'm in my 40s. I have a great head of hair, and I'm six foot tall. <laughs> so that's the way I see myself. So even though I talk about senior spirituality, and I know that I'm a senior citizen, I don't tend to think of a senior citizen as being old. Right. However, with this virus, I've now learned that I'm old. Because mm-hmm. all I keep hearing every single day is older people have to be more cautious. And I hear the definition of older is now being 60 or more. <laughs> and I say, wait a second. When did we stop go from using this nice term of senior right. all of a sudden to I'm old? Elderly. The elderly. So, That's uh, us. so I am now part of the elderly community right. mm-hmm. out there. So as I speak of senior spirituality, I will also try very hard to make sure that in my mind I stay young and I keep feeling young and I keep feeling good. So everyone out there, you seniors, don't feel old when they call you elderly. That's right. I'm, right. I'm two years behind you, Deacon, so I understand. Got my Medicare card and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I same thing. And I suspect Cheryl and I were having breakfast this morning, and we were saying how now uh, many of the grocery stores are opening up at 6 a.m. for an hour for the seniors and the mm-hmm. elderly to come do their shopping. I said, we qualify. We, <laughs> exactly. We can go. I, and even though I'm complaining, I guess I'll go early. <laughs> Why not? Take advantage of that <laughs> exactly opportunity. Right. That's let me, right. Let me okay. take advantage of everything I can. That's right. Um, now, b- besides us living through this very difficult time, we're in Lent right now. And, and Lent's a wonderful time for us also to be continuing to think about what we could be doing, how it could be coming different. And, and, and obviously with this virus too, it also puts us to a time that we're able to think a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But first, let me also, you know, I made fun of myself because of my age. I've got to make fun of myself, too, because sometimes I do some very, very silly things, mm. and I don't think. So I'd like to share this Ash Wednesday story with you. If Please I can. do. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. This happened. It happened just a couple years ago. I was an associate uh, chaplain at a hospital, a large hospital here in South Jersey, and it was Ash Wednesday, and I had gone to Mass, and I had got the ashes on my forehead, and I had to be walking down one of the aisles in you know, one of the corridors, and a person pointed to me and says, hey, what's that dirt on your forehead? <clears throat> and I proceeded to laugh, but I also took it as an opportunity to evangelize a little bit. So I began to speak to this person who was not Catholic, um, who was not Christian, about the significance of the ashes themselves. And I talked about this time, um, the season of Lent, where we get this opportunity to think deeper, look deeper into ourselves, determine what God really wants us to be, how we're going to change our life, so that when we come out the other end of, of Lent, we're a changed person. Mm-hmm. We're closer to Christ. I also talked about the restrictions that we have, about not eating meat, these, these other things. Right. It was a great conversation, and I was so proud of myself that I had just taken this opportunity to evangelize mm-hmm. in, a, in a great uh, situation which I hadn't expected. <sighs> I was so proud of myself. I now walk into the cafeteria, and this particular hospital is a great cafeteria. Yeah. And I went over and I got myself a bagel, and mm-hmm. I toasted the bagel, and I got myself cream cheese, and I put cream cheese on top. And then I looked down at this bacon, and the bacon that they had, I I picked out the four most perfectly cooked pieces of bacon. Yeah. They were just absolutely beautiful, and I put them on my bagel. And I'm proud of myself still. I walk to the cashier, and the cashier also has ashes on her head. And wonderful woman, wonderful Catholic woman, she and I had many, many conversations. Yeah. 
She looks at me. <laughs> she looks down at my tray. She looks at me again. And the loudest voice that she can possibly use, she shouts, shouts out, Dig it, Anthony. Why do you have bacon? You know you can't eat bacon today. Everyone in the cafeteria yeah. turns and looks at me. Yeah. I went from feeling so proud about sharing my faith to being like, oh, my gosh, how could you forget after you had just spoken? So I took these four perfectly cooked pieces of bacon, and I brushed them off of my tray into the trash can, feeling very sorry, shedding a tear yeah. because they looked beautiful. Yes. She wasn't finished. She continued to say very loud, I just saved the deacon from sinning. I just saved him from sinning. It's a day that I will never forget. Yeah. And I have heard from people afterwards mm -hmm. that she still tells that still. story. She's still telling it every day how she saved the deacon from sinning. Yeah. And I guess what I thought to myself is that even in opportunities mm. where we blunder right. in the way that we do things about our faith, it's an other opportunity also for other people. For the cashier, it was a great opportunity for her to share her faith, yeah. for her to be able to correct me, and for her to be able to tell people every single day, yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> single Wednesday, about why it's important to, to, to abstain yeah. and what she did. Yeah. for me yeah. so yeah. it was actually it was actually a beautiful situation yeah. so i encourage everybody <laughs> don't be afraid sometimes when your best intentions don't go well That's just right. do the best you can That's with right. sharing That's sharing right. our faith and i think that that kind of leads me to uh a message that i like to share today which is really that opportunities whether they be joyful times sad times mm -hmm. difficult times anxious times they all give us the ability to share our faith in mm. some way and to help our, our others and to do what we are called to do. Right now, for example, there are so many people who are anxious. There are people who don't get anxious about other things. They're anxious mm. now. The worst thing that we could do is diminish their anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, we need to really be able to help them recognize and understand that we understand, yeah. that we share, um, we share their concern, and we're there. We're there to lend an ear. We're there to lend a shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. We're there to give them a nice warm embrace, okay? Even though that puts us <laughs> too close in the zone, sometimes we have to help others yeah. in the way that they need to be helped. Right. So I think it's important right. that we open ourselves during this time <clears throat> to others that they can understand what it means to be a Christian, mm -hmm. what it means to be a follower of Christ, and how we can help them. We're not just there for ourselves, we're there for other people. Right. Um, we are able to do lots to help people as seniors during this time. You know, we've lived longer lives, we've been through difficult times before, and we kind of know that when we come out the other end, uh, God is there for us, and right. we just hold on to our faith and, and, and continue to uh, share our humanity mm -hmm. with others. So I think that's important. Right. Recognize people are handling things differently. They may not be handled the way we think they should be handled. They're handling the anxiety differently. Show our humanity mm -hmm. as Catholic Christians to help others as best we can. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the other things that we can do is, and this is at all times, not just now, uh, during this particular difficult time, we need to be able to communicate mm -hmm. constantly and persistently. Our message needs to be the same no matter what. Mm. Our message there is nothing that we can't handle with God. Right. Okay? When we are close to our Lord and Savior, there's nothing that we can't handle. 
So the, the prayer of, Lord, help me to remember that nothing can happen to me today mm-hmm. that you and I together can't handle. Mm-hmm. We're able to share that with others. And we're able right. to share it with others, whether we're sharing it as a person who we know or a person we just see facing right. difficulty. So we need to be able to communicate consistently and persistently. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can lead others to this time where they may not be able to go to the Mass um, you know, on this wonderful radio station, right. eh? mass is uh, uh, is being uh, broadcast three times, times a day. day yeah. It's just absolutely beautiful. Continue to to tune in and listen to the mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard a person say today, um, if you're in good health, um, do what you would normally do at mass: stand, right, kneel, right. sit. Do follow the same progression right. that you are immersing yourself in the mass and make that spiritual can. communion. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so important. It really is. I think it's also important that we find other ways to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it, it's 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 it, we have to know that we just can't do things the same way during this difficult right. time. So let's find ways of reaching out to other people. Let's call people who we haven't spoken to, we haven't heard from. Let's you know within our parishes as seniors talk to our pastors and say, give me a list of the people. Uh, who are on the sick list, let me call them and see what they right. need. Um, let me have a list of the people who we've been bringing communion to, but we can't now because some of the extraordinary ministers don't want to, and we understand that, mm-hmm. or because the homebound don't want us coming into the house. Right. Let us begin to call those people. Uh, as seniors, let us let, let us share our knowledge that we can bring other people together and say, this is how we can go out now and communicate with those mm-hmm. who haven't been able to touch. Um, keeping constant contact with our parishioners because even people who are healthy, who who have not had a need up to now, might now be struggling with, how do I get to the supermarket? Right. How do I get the food that I couldn't get or that I was able to get before? Mm-hmm. So maybe we as seniors, we, um, we, we, we start a ministry within the parish where we can deliver groceries. We can go to the store and pick them up. We could, if nothing else, we could take their order mm-hmm. and see how we can help. So there's so many different ways, and I think it's a matter of being right. creative to reach out, keep the communication going so that um, our community knows that we are there for them, that we love them, we care for them, not just when they can step their foot in the door of the church, mm-hmm. but even now when they can't, we're there right. for them, and that we are touching people individually, not maybe physically, but we are touching them with either a phone call or a contact mm-hmm. or somehow or another just speaking with them, yes. letting them know whether we love them. Mm-hmm. It's a time for change. It's a time for us to recognize that uh, we need to be prepared because in the snap of a finger, okay, in, in, a, in a split second, things can change. Right. And we can go from this, this wonderful euphoria that we may be in, that life is so good, right. to understand that it could change in a second. We need to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a message I'm hoping that we can yeah. share with people. And I think also, Deacon, you know, we've been talking about it a lot lately, to remember that we are we should still be a joyful people. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think of Paul and Silas, all that they went through, imprisoned and every, and they're shackled and chained and the, probably the dingiest, darkest part of the prison. And they're singing songs of praise. Yes. So even through all of this, you mm-hmm. know, God is with us. And if we have Jesus, that's really all we need. And and we, we will see our way through this, or he will see us through it. You you make a great point. You really do. And that's 100% correct. Um, Pope Francis, when he was talking about evangelization a few years back, uh, he said that the, we can't be the, we can't have a face of a pickled pepper <laughs> right. when, we're, when we're speaking to other people. We, we can't 
show the joy of Christianity and our love of Christ by being by being sad right. and, 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 and by by not showing the joy that we have. So to your point, we can continue to show joy to other people, and that's one of the ways mm. I think we can minister them yeah. to, during this difficult time is show them the joy that comes from a Christ-centered life. Right. We know that we, we, we know and we pray for God's help in our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the chance to be able to right. continue that and understand that our prayers have meaning. Christ is an important part of mm-hmm. our life, and he will bring us through this in a way that will make us stronger, will make us better, right. will will make our church stronger mm-hmm. and more helpful to other people. Right. And, you well. know, for, for those people, and they keep, as you mentioned, you started your, your a piece with us today uh, about the, the elderly, the mm-hmm. older uh, senior citizens mm-hmm. who are most vulnerable, that does worry a lot of people, yes. and, and it yes. does frighten them. And, and yes. you know, it's not, just be prudent, follow the guidelines, Absolutely. stay with the Lord, pray, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll get through it. You know, at, 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 any, at any time, you said, anything can change. Yes. And you never know what the Lord has in store, but we, we still need to be f- allowing ourselves to, to know with the knowledge that he is walking with us through this entire situation. Tim, you are spot on. Mm. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Uh, we need to be prayer warriors now more than ever yes. in everything that we do. And I think that uh, if, we follow, if we follow that uh, approach in our own lives, we, we follow those prudent guidelines mm-hmm. that we receive uh, from the health officials and from government and the church, and if we follow what we know to be the prudent guidelines of be joyful and share our faith with others, yeah. keep our prayers going, we're going to come through this in such a beautiful way. Amen. Well, Deacon, thank you so much, as always, for being here and, and uh, sharing your wisdom with us and uh, beautiful spirituality. And we uh, just pray that everyone stays well and that we, uh, as we go through the beautiful season of Lent toward the glory of Easter, that we will rejoice on that great and glorious day of resurrection, and eventually for us all. You know, we're all just sharing in that same resurrection. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, too. God God bless bless you. you. Thank you. And friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Alrighty, that means it's time for our domestic church media meteorologist, our good friend and loyal partner here, the weatherman, Jim Hoffman. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Wow, what an intro. Hey, listen, good to have you here. You know, it's good to well, we're all, let the listeners know we're all socially separated, distance from each right. other. You're miles from us. Yes. So we're safe. Yes. We're safe. <laughs> Actually, I moved even a little further away. Just, okay, just. just. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> back away. That's back away from that phone. Uh, and I've got I've got my light saw and my Purell here in, in case, you know. Just in case. While yeah. talking to you. Something yeah. comes. And Jim keeps gargling with scotch, so we're, we're really in a good oh, place. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I heard, um, you know, this, this virus is a bug, and I heard that cigars smoke keeps bugs away. So. There you go. Oh, yeah, see. I mean, there are many, yeah, many ways. Maybe you want you know, to one up. Home I, remedies. And that's true. And you know what? I, I think we need to let, we need to have a, a sense of humor in all of this because of all the, the craziness and people are getting so dragged down and it's, it's i think sure and i was saying this morning it seems now just because you're on social media a little more than i am that mm-hmm. people are getting angry they're getting yeah, a little they nastier yeah. toward each other it's a shame it should it should never be but anyway jim we're happy you're here you're a good pal of ours and we appreciate that and uh and you have access to your weather equipment oh yeah <laughs> okay good. good but you are working yeah. from home now right yeah Yes, I am. Yes, yeah, okay. Which you have to. I guess you, is it is that is that mandated now? You have to work from home, or so um, the company I work for now they they initially mandated it 
for just the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. But a couple of days ago, they extended that to expanded it to the whole globe. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Everyone's working from home. And uh, it's interesting because the company I work for, we make equipment and provide services that allow people to work remotely. Mm. So now that everyone's working remotely, there's uh, a real stress on the system oh, and wow. our services. Sure. So um, we actually need more people to be able to handle all wow. the calls that are coming right. in and the, mm. the issues that people are having. It's an interesting time. You know, I was just, I was just saying, I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're here we are, fourth Sunday of Lent. And if people ask you now, what did you give up for Lent? You say everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Everything. Yeah. I gave up everything. You name it, I gave it up. But it wasn't entirely by choice. No, and we were kind no, of led into right. this. But That's right. But anyway, we're, we're happy you have a good sense of humor there, Jim, and hope you and your family stay well. We'll all get through this. The Lord walks with us. He leads the way. We just follow his lead. But you know, it's um, the, the, the Lord uh, kind of gives us some hope, right? So I think today we look outside and it's a be- beautiful, sunny day. We're in the 70s. Yes. And, you know, the, the bright sky, the, the beautiful weather, maybe just um, it gives us a hope that things will be better. Mm-hmm. In the near future, which I think they will be. I do too. I do. I woke up this morning and I had my window window cracked a little bit last night. And you know, you hear the birds chirping outside, so you know that yeah. everything everything is is good. God is our. He, he's going to take care of it all. So we just have faith. And I have to mention, Absolutely. yesterday, uh, you know, the world was praying with the Pope, and for Eastern Standard Time, it was four p.m. So I took my rosaries and I had the my app on the radio. And I was praying, and I walked my neighborhood, and I just smelled flowers. And but so number one, flowers are starting to bloom. So maybe I was smelling those flowers, or everybody was doing laundry and using laundry, you know, the nice scented oh, yeah. dryer sheets. But there was just this beautiful scent, this beautiful aroma all around. But then somebody was burning leaves, so it shot it all to you know what. <laughs> 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 but yes, it's uh, it's a beautiful day. There's and... one of those in every neighborhood, those yeah. leaf burners. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it is spring, so that's good. Yeah. It, it is spring and the, as I mentioned the weather is a little breezy, but the, the weather's really nice and the, the temperatures out there are phenomenal phenomenal for this time of year. In Ewing, we're at 78 degrees right now. Freehold, uh, we're topping out at 80 degrees. Hamilton is 78, Hamilton 78. Cape May, right along the shore, almost like a summer day, mm-hmm. 79 degrees there. And I'm sure you've been outside. It's, it's very windy. Um, some of the gusts in the area, actually, the last hour at McGuire Air Force Base had a gust of up to 41 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to continue this afternoon with the, the unseasonably warm weather. Um, and a chance of showers and thunderstorms coming in. We're going to continue with that southwest wind at 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 40 miles per hour or maybe even higher than that. And then as we move into tonight, those showers and thunderstorms will continue, mostly cloudy with a low around 40. Uh, the wind's going to – we have a cold front coming through. So when that cold front comes through, it's, it's still going to be windy. The winds are going to switch around from the south to the, to the west about 10 to 15 miles per hour, and then we're going to start to cool off. Um, so that's why we're heading down to about 40 degrees and then tomorrow, um, under cloudy skies with sunny skies in the afternoon, we're only going to get to 50 degrees. I say only 50 degrees. It's March, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah, you expect 40. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, mostly clear, low around freezing. And then Sunday, mostly sunny, high just getting into the mid 
40s. Sunday night, we start to get some inclement weather, maybe some rain or a mix of rain and snow, low around 35. And then the first day of the work week, uh, it's going to be uh, maybe a little bit of rain on Monday with a high near 45 degrees. Um, and just taking a sneak peek into next week, looks like we're ha we'll have highs in the mid to upper 50s and lows in the upper 30s to low 40s. So mm. not too bad. Chances of showers here and there, but... Um, you know, it's, it's spring, we're starting to get to the warmer weather, and it looks like we're going to be, you know, on that trend next week. Well, that's great. That's great. And so, yep. I think we beat the snow this year. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, gosh, it, it's, uh, what a... What a non-winter we've had. <laughs> I'm right. That's just that true. And but you know what? Listen, uh, we we move forward. We keep going forward, and 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 uh, God will see us through. So, Jim, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to be with us and share the weather. And uh, again, you and Jackie and the family stay stay safe. And and uh, we'll uh, be talking with you again next week. Thanks. Uh, you take care as well. Stay safe. Stay quarantined in your radio station. <laughs> and uh, right. God bless. Well, we can we can we can, we can self isolate from home to here in our car. Just share with me. It's, it's, that's it's, right. It's easy. It's, it's easy. A but little change of scenery. That's right. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. God bless you, Jim. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. They're growing and virtuous, living in sanctity. But just what went on earth, they were just like you and me. And now they're the saint of the day. Saint of the day. Yeah. All right, time to play saint of the day, my friends. And we're a little cautious about today's saint of the day. Only because uh, I think people are distracted. They may be off another land somewhere. Right. Uh, let me see if we have any um, any 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 texts yet. Oh, you know, I got a few texts. Would you like these? Yeah, I don't have any. Six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. Just trying to find out how you're doing and and uh, have any questions, comments, how you're getting through all of this spiritually. Six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. So one um, person said every day. Her family begins with Psalm 145. So now there's homework for me. I have mm -hmm. to go look up 145. You have your Domestic Church Media app there? Oh, you can well, look it up in the app. I'm reading the text. Okay. So we begin with Psalm 145, and throughout the day, she repeats literally 500 times a day. I mean, you know, you go about all that you're doing, and every little motion becomes a prayer, and you have this mantra of Scripture running through her head. Precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Beautiful. Precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Sounds a little bit like the Divine Mercy Chaplet, doesn't mm -hmm. it? I will extol you, my God and King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and worthy of much praise, whose grandeur is beyond understanding. Mm hmm Psalm 145. Did you see how fast I looked that up on That's my domestic on church media app? app. Okay. Did you see how fast that is? Bravo. On the free domestic Bravo. church media app. So a psalm of praise because in all things, every day we can find something to thank Jesus for and to praise God for all that we do have. Um, another person said, this helped me a lot today, and this was from her neighbor, put on the armor of God. Paul was given the words around 60 A.D., Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, 
patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Ooh, how wise is that? Being I always thought that 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 was like a circular. I don't know what the, how to phrase it, but it's a, read it again. Be joyful in hope. Joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Patient in affliction. Okay. And faithful in prayer. And then you pray, and then you go back to the hope. The prayer gives you hope. Back, mm-hmm. and then when you face the affliction, you pray. You go back to the hope. Mm-hmm. It's a circular. Uh, it's a wheel of a wheel of a wheel of of how to live. Right. You know? Right. Very good. Put on the armor of God. And then uh, the divine office in the morning, mass with EWTN at 8 o'clock. Which we broadcast live here on right. all of our stations. Stations of the cross. And the rosary is the staple mm-hmm. in all things, as the Pope is asking us to pray to Mary. Uh, the, the rosary that Padre Pio said, the greatest weapon, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to Mary. But all these spiritual activities to keep us connected to that which gives us hope. Right. You know, the opportunity to pray. And um, here's an interesting one. Friends are using Zoom to pray with each other. Now, you probably don't know what Zoom is, but I, I didn't 24 hours ago. Zoom. But this morning I was on the uh, phone with our daughter, Angela, who is a school teacher. And they are, their classroom is it's a um, like a virtual an internet, a virtual program or mm. software or something. So on the Zoom computer, is, Zoom? You, do, you do Zoom and then on the screen, whoever has signed into that. So they're going to have all the, the school teachers on there as well as the students. So it's a virtual classroom when you're on your computer. You, you mean it's a video? Well, you know, you're asking. We should Willa. try it when we get home. You go upstairs and I'll stay down. So okay. we'll try but Zoom is the thing. So they're going to start on Monday. Um having an hour or whatever that increment of time is with all the students and teachers via this Zoom. Zoom. Of course, you're talking to Wilma Flintstone, but already, you know, look at how she says with Zoom, they have a prayer group and they get on there at a certain time, just like you might have a conference call. Mm -hmm. This is a visual. And how beautiful Mm -hmm. is that? Well, great great ways. I I still haven't gotten on my end, but uh, 609-493. Eight two five five. If you want to text, we'll get the text right here. Um, I think we're going to go beyond the Saint of the Day because we've kind of yeah. We our might time. we might um, leave out Saint of the Day. We have plenty of music. We have plenty of chat. People, text in. Give the number again. Six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. I see we have a number of people on Facebook and YouTube uh, watching right now. So thank you for joining us, and we virtually embrace you. As our family of prayer, and, yeah. and it's good. And it's something, it's it's important, I think, again, to get away. I know last night you you, you said, I don't want to watch, you went, you, you left me last night. You <laughs> you are you here? <laughs> I don't know where I you went. went. I you disappeared, you popped, I didn't know where you were. I couldn't watch all the programs. I just, I just needed to remove myself, and I found my little stack of spiritual reading that I've been you know, accumulating and not having time to read because my job just yeah. takes me away for hours yeah. and I'm very, very busy with all that. But now it's slow, so um, I can read all these books. You know, I'm blessed because through the radio station we have all these authors that give us a sample copy and we get to interview them. And um, a lot we do send out as prizes or we have a little library here and we, we have them in our library, and several of them I thought, wait, before I give this one away or put it on the shelf, I want to read it. Well, now I've got it like seven little books. So I just started, started yeah. all those. And I did, because yesterday morning I watched uh, just the brief little, you know, five, ten minutes of the news, and I turned it off, and, and you came in and you said it's quiet, and you know, I normally have 
I said, I, I, I had, I, that's it. I took, but last night I got home and I thought, okay, I got to see what's going on because they right, were talking about you this do. new, mm-hmm. talking about the new drug that uh, was had great success in France. They did a study, and of course mm-hmm. they're very cautious about that. But this particular drug that's been out for years, I think it was introduced 50, over 50 years ago uh, for malaria specifically, that combined with another drug has had a, a great effect on those who have the virus where it relieves symptoms within three days and within six days the virus is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the FDA has to go through their pr- pr- protocol and the president has and you know said to them, Give it the fast track. Right. You know, no red tape. You know, express no, no, line. Don't dilly-dally. Yeah. Get, let's right. get to the bottom of this and get right. this thing let's out of here. It. I'm curious, too, if you are listening, if you are watching, do you know of a parish who might be opening their doors for a couple of hours a day? I know several of the um, diocesan bishops had directed the priests. If you can, if you, you, know, you have a large parish and you can... Um, expose the Blessed Sacrament for a couple of hours, let us know because there might be people that just need to get out of the house and um, go to a place to to pray and you would feel safe going to, I, I would feel safe going to the church. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I just wonder how far will they go with all of this? You know, people are, are um, socially distancing themselves. And I know in Pennsylvania where we live, the governor, um, Shut down everything basically, except for not you know, the, the, shut down all the non essentials, right? So, your grocery is there, yeah. And... But you know, I was driving, I had a run, I had run to, to somewhere this morning, and I passed a Wawa, a couple of Wawas, and they were packed. And I'm thinking, in the Wawas, you know, your people are it's it's Wawas are not big places basically, and you're, you're, you're online, and you're I don't know, I just I just it just takes a lot of common sense if you're if you're if you're sick and feeling sick. Stay home or make an appointment to go get tested for this thing. Um, practice good hygiene. Wash your hands. You have hand sanitizer. Use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I, I just think it's, it's. I don't know. Not that it's, I'm trying to minimize what it is, but I just think the hype of the media mm-hmm. has really set people off. Well, I, I hope you're right. We we pray that that. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm correct. not minimizing the the virus itself, but I just think as far as how people are responding and reacting to the hoarding and the. You know all the other stuff that's going on, and I think I fear that when if things get tighter, if the news gets a little tighter around the neck of the people, it's it's gonna it may create mm-hmm. some some unfortunate situations. So we mm-hmm. have to pray that away. And as I said yesterday, after the prayer with the, the rosary with the Holy Father, the power of that worldwide rosary, that we shouldn't be surprised if as if we keep it up and keep praying and, and remaining faithful to see all of a sudden miracles start unfolding before us, breakthroughs that they mm-hmm. had not planned for. That, and, and that's not false hope. That's just hope in Christ and hope, hope in, our, in, in our God. But here, we did get a, uh, a text. How about this? That's good. I love getting texts. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, very glad this is uh, happening during Lent. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about how we're getting through this might be a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Good for this person. Uh, sugar-free, dairy-free, of course. Uh, I can't visit my 96-year-old mom or sing at Sunday Mass at her assisted living or do any of my other music ministries, so I'm talking to and praying with her more and also uh, praying with others over the phone and walking my dog more. Mm. We've seen a lot of people outside. Yes. Right? You know, yesterday as I walked with the rosary, and I made sure everybody could see my rosary. I was holding it up. But I passed so many families 
children on bikes, mm-hmm. kids playing. Some guy was out washing his car. I mean, people were outside, families walking together. Right. And I don't see that. Right. So this mm-hmm. person also says, I'm slowing down enough to notice more of the wonder of God's creation that fills me with uh, inexpressible joy and gratitude. God is awesome beyond description. We are blessed. And that's true. You know, if yeah. you really take the... the and I, I've been saying all week long, one one beautiful fruit of all of this is that families are being forced to stay together right. and communicate and interact and right. do things together. Right. And that's a great thing. You know, right. so God, you know, God, God will always bring about a greater good. And mm-hmm. I just pray, you know, we had that we had the, the tragedy of 9-11 so many years ago. And for a couple of weeks there, people were packing the churches and everybody. And that all waned. That all went away. Mm. You know, we, so I hope that this time we just remember uh, how much we need God and each other uh, in this life. But, okay, thank you, friend, for, for texting that to me. If you want to text your uh, comments, friend, 609-493-8255. We're k- taking live texts right now, 609-493-8255. We're going to take a break, mm-hmm. and when we come back, uh, we have the gospel for the fourth Sunday of Lent, and our friend Father John Butler will give the reflection. So don't you go away, my friends. There's more to come on Friday Live. I'm Cheryl. I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that persecute you. Forgive not once, but 70 times seven. We have to be honest, we have to be just, and we have to be kind and gentle. Listen to the wisdom of Father Benedict Groeschel, weekday mornings at 9 a.m., right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio.
Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media? P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Got caught up in that whole selfishness, that whole, you know, um, I can do it all. The times when I was struggling were the times I needed God the most. And now that uh, I've come back and accepted God, my world has completely changed. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. You know, on many of you who have not been to confession for years, I make a bet that's on nothing. You're ashamed. There's nothing you could tell a priest he hasn't heard before. You don't want him to know who you are. Go to another city. Go to another state. Who's going to know who you are? God knows who you are. So all of these things that we're so afraid of, People's opinion, it doesn't mean anything. You know what our dear Lord said about other people's opinion? The opinion of men mean nothing to me. I always wondered how the liberals are going to interpret that inclusive language. <laughs> they wouldn't dare say the opinion of women don't mean anything to me. It must be the opinions of people. Whatever it is, opinion made nothing to him. Why? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Pope Francis said, the key that opens the door to faith is prayer. Join St. Paul Street Evangelization by running a prayer station in the public square. You don't need to be a professional apologist or theologian. Just listen to the needs of the people you encounter. Offer encouragement, take prayer requests, and pray with people. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live on this Friday, March 20th. And we are hoping you are doing well and thanking you for being a part of our day. I'm Jim. 
And this is Cheryl. Thank you for staying with us. And we're going to start as we do every 5 o'clock hour on these Friday programs. That is with the gospel for the coming Sunday. And, of course, this coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Lent, Laudate Sunday, which means... Oh, excuse me, Latare. It's Latare Sunday. Laudate is Advent. Right. Latare Sunday. Latare Sunday. Um, but it, it's a, it's a, again, sad because Holy Father had designated this weekend, tonight and tomorrow, to be 24 hours with the Lord, where he was encouraging at least one parish in every diocese to be open for confessions and adoration. And, um, you know, I don't, you could, I guess the confessions you could do. Where did we read that there was a drive-by Type confession. Oh, Facebook or something was that. But so, th- so I, I don't know where that was. But a priest went out in the parking lot with a chair, and he had orange cones set up, so you could only drive up to a certain distance, and you know, be able to do your confession where no one would hear you. Everyone else had to stay further back. But um, you know, there's creative ways around this. People can get very, very creative. But mm-hmm. d- maybe do your own 24 hours with the Lord. Well, you can. Do an extra special spiritual exercise. Tune into Mass this Sunday via so very many platforms. Mm-hmm. And try to be the light in this darkness to someone. You know, do do an act of mercy. You know, Holy Father, too, did say, oh, in front of me, I wish I did. I was reading it earlier today where he was saying, you know, you can't get to confession because he said a lot of conf- confessions aren't really being heard, especially in Italy. Yeah. Um, he said, just go to the Lord with your heart. And, and that, right. you know, I mean, that, uh, again, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, there's a, 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 an aridity right now in our church where we have, we're, we're so, it's desolate. There's, mm-hmm. You know, we are out in the desert mm-hmm. spiritually in many ways. And, um, but that's okay. It's Lent and, and we find ways to stay close to the Lord in our encounter with him can be even more significant this way because sometimes, sadly, you know, we go to Mass and we take it for granted. We're there. It's another mm-hmm. Mass. And now we don't have it. Now we see what it's like to not have the Eucharist mm-hmm. and uh, to be with the Lord. So anyway, we're, we're going to pray uh, the gospel for this Sunday. And then Father John Butler is here with his reflection. And this is the gospel, of course, we know, the, the blind man who was able to see. So your homework this weekend is to sing uh, Amazing Grace and again, Latari Sunday to be a light. Christ be our light. Sing your hymns. Pretty soon, maybe we'll be opening our, our windows and doors and balconies and singing hymns, right? Like in Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, no, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. 
They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. First, before diving into our Gospel reflection, a word of gratitude and then a brief prayer and a request. Gratitude to Pope Francis for yesterday's, Thursday's Worldwide Rosary, a global prayer for the Blessed Mother's intercession for her maternal help in delivering her spiritual children from the current pandemic illness and its all too many consequences. Gratitude also to the Holy Father for his leadership, for his wisdom and pastoral guidance, for the uplifting and encouraging time that he spent yesterday in prayerful communion with his spiritual children, uniting all of us with him and with each other as one flock with one shepherd in this time of distress. And gratitude also to this radio station to WFJS, Domestic Church Media, and EWTN for making the broadcast of the Pope's Rosary and its many blessings and graces available to so many here in New Jersey and around the world. May God bless WFJS and its listeners, and may those listeners be supportive of the station's apostolate, both spiritually and financially. And now on to this Sunday's Gospel, St. John the Evangelist's narrative of the man born blind, the Gospel passage of our fourth Sunday of Lent, Laetare Sunday, and therefore a passage with significance and meaning on multiple levels. To begin with, today's Gospel is the second in a Lenten sequence of three consecutive Sunday Gospel readings that we hear on the third, fourth, and fifth Sundays of Lent this year. Last Sunday, we recall the woman at the well encounters Jesus. Next Sunday, Lazarus and his sisters Martha and Mary will encounter Jesus at the brother's tomb. And this Sunday, the man born blind, he encounters Jesus near the pool of Siloam. In each case, an encounter with Jesus, with his words, with his person, with his actions and his power, with his compassion, his mercy, and his love, a direct encounter with Jesus himself in each case, Jesus himself in person, one-on-one, -on -one, no surrogates, no lieutenants, Jesus himself doing what he does best, connecting, seeing and understanding, responding, bringing what is needed to the situation, and most importantly in today's world, providing hope. Drinking the water at the well of Jacob and disregarding cultural differences and taboos to strike up a conversation with the Samaritan woman. Jesus himself again, spitting on the ground, making a muddy clay, and with his own hands, smearing that muddy clay on the blind man's eyes. The divine physician himself, applying the ointment, the salve, to remedy the affliction. Again, Jesus himself at the tomb of Lazarus, his good friend, putting his own life at risk, John tells us, by returning to Judea where the angry mob just days ago had tried to stone him. And again, Jesus himself at the tomb, at first mourning and weeping with great humility, his human nature for his deceased friend, and then, in contrast, crying out in a loud voice, exercising the divine power of God, Lazarus, come out. And, of course, we know that 
Death obeyed his commanding words. Life obeyed his commanding words. Death departed from that tomb, and life was restored in that tomb. In each of these three cases, each of these three scripture passages from the Gospel of John, an encounter with Jesus that results in radical, remarkable, and complete total change and transformation, two of the themes and messages, indeed the buzzwords of our Lenten season, change, transformation, renewal, repentance, new beginnings. Again, the woman at the well, from sinful disrepute to one of the very first messengers proclaiming the messianic identity of Jesus as Lord and Savior, the man born blind, from the privation of sight to the miracle of vision, physical vision and spiritual theological vision too, vision and insight that enabled him to identify and proclaim Jesus as not merely a powerful man, but as the Lord, and of course, Lazarus, from death to life, from death to new life, by the power and at the command of the Word, that's Word spelled with a capital W and uppercase W, the Word who had become flesh and who had made his dwelling among us. Three Gospels, last week, this week, next week, three transformations, three reminders, three scriptural reminders, three Lenten reminders, not to be forgotten, three reminders not to be disregarded, but to be heeded and acted upon, three reminders that Lent is a time of invitation and challenge, calling us, all of us, to transformation, conversion, repentance, renewal. And on this, the fourth Sunday of Lent, roughly halfway to Easter from Ash Wednesday, three and a half weeks ago, as that man born blind washes off that muddy clay and the spit and saliva in that pool of Siloam, as we remember to rejoice on this Laetare Sunday, the Sunday of joyful anticipation of the Easter resurrection, in this, the middle of the solemn season of Lent, and as we, the citizens of the family of humankind, suffer and struggle individually and collectively with the coronavirus pandemic, in all three of these scriptural episodes, at the well, at the pool, at the tomb, we see and we learn and we believe that Jesus is Lord and that the love and power of Jesus the Lord overcomes all obstacles and therefore gives us hope, hope indeed, the gift and the grace and the virtue of hope, not just blind hope nor mere wishful thinking, but rather hope for deliverance grounded on the promise of Jesus himself. For he has told us and we are therefore assured that he is always with us and that nothing is impossible with God. May God bless you and your families and all your loved ones.
there friends welcome back and uh i guess you just got something hot off the press there or no yes this is from the trenton monitor maybe i should pass this over to you is it from the monitor then it must be well, true let me say the trenton monitor yes where'd you get it from um our good friend eileen okay but she subscribes you know to yeah. the diocesan it, you probably got it too she'll send it to you too so anyway um Bishop David O'Connell. So this is Friday today at 12.30. Bishop David O'Connell issued the following decree in regard to Holy Week liturgies and other spiritual activities and, of course, the virus restrictions currently in place. So um, regarding the liturgies of Palm Sunday and Holy Week, no public gatherings inside or outside churches, even in cars. The Mass for Palm Sunday will be celebrated by the bishop without a congregation. Palms will be blessed, and this will be broadcast via the live stream internet on the diocesan website. And at, here. And here. WFJS. Tune in. You're up. 1260 AM, 89.3 FM, wherever you are. And 91.9 FM and 1580 AM. You just keep forgetting, WFJS is the call it is of only two of our stations. We right. have four stations. That's why I'm th you should give up. But anyway, this is exactly what he says. The Mass for Palm Sunday may be celebrated without a congregation by the pastor or parish priest in the various parish churches that have live stream capability. Pastors should notify the parishioners of the time for the live stream so some of this direction is going to the so you can go to um, the Trenton Monitor or Diocese of Trenton.org and you know you could read about this the Chrism Mass now that's usually um, Monday in the Diocese of Trenton right. am I correct at the Co Cathedral yeah it is postponed and will be rescheduled for another date to be announced hmm. all right. Mm. So, and there's again, there's directives if the parish is running low on oils and chrism, who to contact, etc. Uh, again, Holy Thursday, no public gathering. So it's very, very long. Uh, Good so Friday. So TrentonMonitor.com is their web address. Yes, right Trenton. through Easter Sunday. Or if you have our free mobile app, we have it right on our app, the Trenton Monitor. Mm. So anyway, that's again disheartening. Um, I'm sure it was a tough, tough, tough decision. Um, now, as you mentioned, mm. doesn't the tri-state area try to stay in uh, on the same page? Yes. you know, in, in and working together. Well, yeah. I mean, politically they do, and I think um, the bishops within New Jersey are doing the same, try to stay, stay the same. But I'm sure they coordinate with. You know, we're so close, you could easily cross the border into another state. And so like, oh, right. so then you have an influx of people going. So we're, we're like tri-diocese here, Jim and I. Of course, we live in the archdiocese of Philadelphia, but we're not really as active over there in the in the church work anyway. Right, not anymore. You know, in the archdiocese, mm -hmm. whereas for a time I, I knew every director in every parish, and I was hopping around playing a lot of things. Well, now my car takes me another direction, and I work. I'm employed in the diocese of Metuchen, mm -hmm. um, and that's where now I know and all my contacts and, and tap into those uh, resources. But then, of course, we're... The radio station is right here in the heart of the 
diocesan um, of of diocese. Yeah, we have dual citizenship. Yeah, (laughs) dual citizenship, but a tri-diocesan family. Anyway, we pray. And I'm sure you know if, if it's 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 been announced here in the diocese of Trenton, we mustn't be surprised when eventually it's announced in the other diocese, the surrounding right. diocese. So sorry to break that news. Which to is everyone. sad because, but don't forget now, you know we're we're going to do everything we possibly can. I know people like to watch things, right. but you know it's not always easy to watch. Is if you you can't bring your television with you wherever you want to go, but you can always have your radio with you or any of the devices that we have available to your audio devices, our our, our mobile app. And I just read from EW10, actually, I got a notice from our friend Jack Williams, uh, who did say that um, starting on the Feast of the Annunciation, which is next Wednesday, <clears throat> that we're going to be able to, and I'm going to take a look at the schedule they give us, you know, all of the normal, all of the normal programming will still be available, but EWTN has a, a dual um, program schedule. We can draw from both. And they're going to put a lot more um, in temporarily during this situation, uh, a lot more um, uh, spiritual. Like right. The mass is going to be on more often. They're going to have um, the mercy chaplets, the rosaries, I mean, various mm-hmm. throughout the day. And one reason, too, is they're not flying guests down there. You're not going to have the— Well, this is not on the—this is on a different side. Oh, okay. The different radio side. But it's—anyway, it's, um, we'll, we'll look at the schedule when they send it to me, and, and, and we'll put more of these spiritual opportunities on the air for you so that we can continue to raise prayer together. And you think about we're yeah. playing it, and, and stations around the world, people around the world could be praying at the same time. That's very powerful. So uh, we'll take a look at that schedule when we get it and decide to— uh, what we're going to put on, not put on, and, right. and um, you know, temporarily. And just just close temporary. your eyes and be united in prayer. Know that, you know, you're listening to your radio, and Elsbieta's on her side, and, and Eileen's down on the other side of the river, and I'm over in Bucks County, but we're all being united. You can picture your family, your friends who do listen to the radio. We are the radio family, and we can pray at the same time. So, and uh, we're going to go to a song, and then our guest is going to join us, uh, Father Henny, I believe is his name. He's written this book called uh, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry, which now is a good time for parish ministers to get ready for the, the, the uh, comeback. For the explosion. Right. Of, uh, everyone's <laughs> going to be on fire and with a renewed spirit, and your ministries will be spilling over at the seams. That's right. So we'll get to that in, in a moment. But again, uh, friends, just to, to also remember, you know, we're here for you 24-7. Our doors are not closing. We're open. We're, 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 we're you know, Cheryl and I are able to come over here to the station because uh, there's no one else here but us and Jesus who's here in the building with us. Um, and we'll continue to bring you Catholic radio and Catholic broadcasting and uninterrupted. We'll just keep going. They can't come and shut our doors. We're not a health threat to anybody. Um, so the other side of that, though, is, again, I just throw it out there. I know everybody's in a, in a, in a very um, down mood right now, but we still need your support. We're not going to get it from anybody else. We're not going to get any subsidies from the government here like the business, other businesses are. We're going to need you to help us out. So please, if you, if you are a regular contributor, please continue to do that. If you, uh, you know, are able to help us out in any way financially, Please do that. I'm going to suggest, though, 
do it online because we saw a disruption in our area in, at the post office now, right? right? We, we didn't get any mail yesterday. And now, of course, it's a rumor, but they said some of the uh, mail people walked off the job and uh, other I belong to like this community um, chat room. And they say, did you get your mail? Did you get your mail? I didn't see any mail trucks today. So I'm sure things are a little bit in turmoil. <laughs> so if you, if you can help us out, you can donate. Please donate online, domesticchurchmedia.org. There's a donate now button. Don't let your support for this apostolate wane, because if it does, then we're going to have to shut our doors. You know, we, if I can't pay my bills here and can't pay the electric bill to keep the uh, transmitters going, we can't be with you. Um, we'll have an announcement regarding our Radiothon, which was supposed to take place April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Obviously, uh, that's going to be put on hold and going to have to be put on hold. Um, and that's our big fundraiser. And we count on that every year around this time of year. So to help at least get us through the next month or so as they, we go through all this, please support us. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org. Make an online donation. That's the best way to do it. If, you, you know, if you're comfortable doing that with your debit or credit card, it's safe and secure. And I know many people aren't able to get to the post office or don't want to do that. Now the post office is being disrupted. So online donations come through. We get them. Please help us out, domesticchurchmedia.org, and make a donation that is comfortable for you help us over this next four weeks or so because we're not going to get these subsidies that little businesses get from the government. They don't give it to us, so we need you to help us out. Let's take a musical break, come back, and our uh, father, um, Dave Henney, is going to be here to talk about his book, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry. Don't go away, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live. was lost I walked away the road was dark I could not see my hope was gone the pain was real but your mercy you saw my steps you felt my fears, you heard my cries, you caught my tears, arms open wide, you ran to me with your mercy, your mercy, your mercy. stand before my king and bow my heart to sing you saved me you raised me you died so I could live no greater love than this your mercy you give me life beyond the grave shame is cast away you sing a song that covers me it's your mercy your mercy 
loving kindness leads me to repentance. Your loving kindness leads me to repentance. Lord, let your kindness lead us to repentance. Lord, let your kindness lead us to Well, welcome back, friends. Happy to have you with us here. And uh, we want to welcome to the program Father Dave Heaney. He's pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. He's the founder and director of the university series, a Lenten multi-parish adult education program that connects faith with real life in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And he's also written a brand new book we're going to talk about called Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed at Parish Ministry. And the book gives us four directives from Jesus in Luke 10, uh, form a guide to uh, Luke ten form to guide to successful parish ministry. I'm getting all tongue twisted here, Father. <laughs> welcome to the program. <laughs> thank you. It's wonderful to be with you. Well, thank you. And, and before we get to your book, how are things out in California? Mm. Well, they're dramatic, and I would just say probably the best word I would describe it is that it's quiet. Everybody's at home. We've had a we kind of had a, a what they call a safer at home directive from the governor. Yes. So just directing everyone to basically self-quarantine themselves. Our church is open, and I posted a video and sermon online and, and directions like that. The church is open, but we can't have any, we can't have any events, any ceremonies, any sacraments, right. anything like that for a while. Mm. And Archbishop Gomez basically told all Catholics last week that uh, the Sunday obligation is suspended. Right. So, right. Everyone can stay home with a good conscience. Right. Now, with the new directives from your governor, are, are, are food stores still open? People get still get supplies like that? Only certain stores. Mm. So, you know, kind of uh, Costco-type stores, hardware stores, and uh, drug stores, okay. uh, and, and uh, food stores. Groceries. Okay. Uh, grocery stores. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, restaurants, bars, uh, you know, any 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 other type of store um, is quiet. Wow, uh, it's 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 a very surreal time, Father. I think you know, and as yeah. as the church, especially. But, you, you know, know, I have to tell you, in talking to a lot of parishioners, anticipating this, they're all looking at it as a Lenten retreat. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, they're this is a retreat they didn't ask for, mm-hmm. and they're being and they're giving up things that they hadn't thought about, but they're 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 struck by the fact that this is happening during Lent. Mm-hmm. It is pretty and remarkable. So they're, yeah. They're taking a lot of spiritual benefit from it. Well, that's good. The Lord will always yeah. bring about a greater good in times like these. and uh, Absolutely, yeah. But I think also, as you say, it gives people time. They're at home. They're looking for things. And I know uh, my wife, Cheryl, here with me, she's a, a minister of music at her parish. And parish ministries and parish ministers now have an opportunity to kind of reevaluate their program, perhaps, and prepare for when we do get back uh, to normal. And your book, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed at Parish Ministry, can help them. So tell us a little bit about this and the four directives from Jesus that you cite in the book. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I was really struck. I mean, I'm always interested in how to help ministers, how to improve parish ministry. And one day I was reading that passage, and it suddenly struck me that this is the actual training that Jesus gave his disciples when he sent them out in the chapter 10 of Luke, literally on a practice mission. He sent them out into the neighboring territory. Uh, you know how leadership books often have titles like the three leadership secrets of Abraham Lincoln or the Ten Secrets mm-hmm. of This. Right. And as, as I was reading it, I noticed that you could actually enumerate them. There's, these are actually the the ten leadership secrets of Jesus as he tells his disciples, and this was the really key part, when he sends them out on a practice mission, he is not sending them to friendly territory. Mm. He is sending them into the Greco-Roman Decapolis area, which was relatively hostile to this, these new, uh, these people, uh, Jewish people especially. Mm-hmm. So, and I saw the parallel with our church now. Uh, you know, I think sometimes our world is becoming a little bit more hostile to Christianity, or they're not looking for the message of Jesus. So this chapter 10 of Luke, I thought, was very, very powerful. It was very powerful back then when it first happened, and I think it's very applicable now, uh, giving pastors, giving administrators, giving ministers, uh, not only the encouragement to go out into the world, but also the training, very, very pragmatic, very, very practical training that comes from Jesus himself. This is not Father Father Dave's ideas. Mm -hmm. These come from our Lord himself. And the nice thing is, just to say one last thing, when they come back from their mission, they report that they are profoundly successful. So the Luke 10 training method is successful, and Jesus uses a very amazing phrase. He says, when he hears all this wonderful news, he says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. So former fishermen defeat Satan Mm -hmm. using the message from Jesus in Luke 10. So that's, that's kind of the background of the book. Now, Cheryl's, uh, as I said, music, music minister, director of liturgy in, in her parish, and she sits in many parish uh, meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure this book can help uh, maybe even get into those areas as they the, the ministers sit around and try to figure things out. Right, right. But what I, I was first going to comment, um, Father, that, you know, our church is the same yesterday as it is today, as it will be tomorrow. And Jesus and our church as the rock, you know, 
that yeah. hasn't changed. The people have changed. But w- what I think is so great is that something that Jesus used is still applicable today, over 2,000 years later. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Jesus, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that knew people more than our Lord. Mm-hmm. And as I explained in the book, his Luke 10 method, his Luke 10 training style is is useful in any age, in any place, and in any culture. And it had to be, because it had to be worldwide. It had to go around the globe. And so we had to give away for these uh, 72 apostles to, uh, to be successful, no matter where they are. If they are in Palestine, if they are in Europe, South America, Asia, North America, mm-hmm. it really is universal to the human person. You talk about building trusting relationships as, as one of these keys, Father. Tell us a little bit about how that can be applied to today's culture, you know, in, in today's parish ministry. I think uh, where that comes from, and, you know, especially young people often consider any institution as basically hypocritical. So I think the first thing that has to happen is every minister has to be a person of their word. If they say something, they have to mean it and do it. Mm-hmm. And that builds credibility over time. That's certainly the, the, the foundation of trust. But I think, and then the second thing is, and this is actually one of the kind of a summary of the first three steps, you ha- the people have to have a sense that you honestly, sincerely, genuinely, and authentically have their best interests at heart, that you're not... Uh, you know, ministering to make yourself look bigger, to make your ministry more powerful or more famous. But everything that you are doing and that you are saying, people understand that you are doing it for their benefit and that you really do love them. It really comes down to, you know, what a surprise. It comes down to real, genuine love. And when people feel like that you really mean for their best interests at heart, um, they they can forgive a lot of petty mistakes. They can forgive a lot of, uh, you know, um, they can they can let a lot of things go as long as they feel like you have a really sincere heart. And that's those those two things: keeping your word and being a loving person. That's what builds trust in your people. You know, as I'm flipping through the book here, th- this is going to go on top of my other pile of like have to reads <laughs> and the, the pile is growing but this is very very important who were you initially t- trying to target like actual ministry leaders or maybe the pastoral council i'll give you an example also why i'm asking um for the longest time under another pastor at, at my parish we would have um a pastoral council retreat before the year really kicks and gets underway after labor day so sometime in august we would have this retreat but our homework prior to that in june july was to read a book and then to come together and discuss it i could just imagine this as the book to read before you say okay how are we going to work with our well, parish? Yeah, That would be great. I would love for it to be the book. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you asked about who the book was made for. It was interesting. It was, it was kind of an evolution about this. I initially began writing and thinking about it for pastors mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of brought into parish ministries, parish ministers. But then really the final evolution was this image that I have of the Church. And I imagine the church, just kind of a silly image, and I got it from someone else I don't remember, but the, uh, the image is the church is like a large cruise ship 
in which there are no passengers. Everyone is crew. And I love the idea that every single person, every single Catholic is called to be a minister. Uh, maybe it's only to their family. Maybe it's to the place where they work. Uh, we have the formal ministers in a parish. But the Luke 10 leadership principles are meant for every single Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people that do it professionally and get paid for it in a parish staff. But it really is meant every single baptized person is a member of the crew, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Of the ship, the ship of uh, the church. Yeah. That's an interesting. It's written, it's for everybody. That's interesting, Father, because you know I think you know I, I'm we're baby boomers here. We grew up at a time. I remember my parish when I was a child. It, it was it was like the second home, but it was okay. Father and sister are in charge of all of that. We're the people, and you tell us what to do. And that, you yeah. know we follow we followed the lead. But today, especially, we're all called by virtue of our baptism to be missionary, especially in these ripe mission fields that are out there. We need to be missionaries yeah. here, and this is so important for people to understand that. Yes, I'm a, I'm a boomer myself, and um, I remember that kind of style. Yeah. I often tell people now that, you know, I am not the professional Catholic here at St. Bruno. You know, all of us have the call from Jesus to be ministers of our faith no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not you're not a Catholic on Sunday and something else on Monday. I, I would imagine, uh, Father, that as a pastor, especially your your sacramental responsibilities are, should be front and center, and and it must be nice to have a good staff and ministry team that you can you can and, and trust them to, to go out and do those types of. Now you're certainly the the, the the head of the parish, but to be able to not be the one who has to do everything and be counted on to do all those things to defer to others. Exactly right. Yeah, we're very lucky to have an outstanding staff here. They're all self-starters. They all initiate things. They all create things. They're very imaginative. Uh, now, I, I'm lucky because I inherited that. I've only been here three and a half years, uh, but it's been just a joy to be amongst just very, very good professional people who love what they do, and they and they do it for the right reason. They love mm-hmm. the people, and they love the Lord. You're definitely blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well, Friends, we've been talking with Father Dave Heaney. He's the author of the book Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed at Parish Ministry, uh, and it's published by Ave Maria Press. That's AveMiraPress.com. Uh, Father, again, it's, it's, it's wonderful that you are doing this and sharing your wisdom and your insight, and we uh, encourage our, our listeners, especially those who are involved in ministry. We have a lot of pastors who listen to these programs uh, to certainly take a look. The book, again, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed at Parish Ministry, published by Ave Maria Press, and we've been talking with the author, Father Dave Heaney, from St. Bruno's out in Whittier, California. Father, one more question from Cheryl. Um, actually, any any departing thoughts, anything else you want to just share? from the book, or maybe you could just give our, our listeners your blessing. Well, maybe I can just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that in this time of crisis, we may draw closer to you and closer to one another. We ask that this will end in a beautiful Easter where we celebrate the end of the virus and your presence in our world each and every day. We ask this blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless you. We appreciate it. Stay well. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. All right, friends, and you stay where you are. Going to be back with more Don't Go Away.
right. Well, that's kind of uplifting there. Our yes, well, we mm-hmm. have to try to find moments of uh, positivity, uplifted music, uplifted readings, something. Yeah. It's... Another psalm came through. Yes. Psalm 91 um, was suggested on to Eagle's read. Wings. It is. It is <laughs> on Eagle's Wings. And again, you can be. Let's see if I got any more. You got more than that. I didn't get any. Yeah. I got one. We should say I got one, right? Yes. Let's see what I got. Nope. Oh. That's right. But beautiful. We love you anyway. (laughs) So go to the book of Psalms, you know, and and I will do something uh, on the music hour to weave in some of these beautiful psalms. And there are many musical settings of the psalms to try to just give us that strength, the hope, the courage, the peace. And stay connected. You know, we know there's a lot lot of other things you can be watching and probably are watching and listening to. But don't forget that we're here and take some time out, quiet time, put on the station. Uh, every program that we air here will have something to say to you. Uh, I know it's. Um, and listen to Father. He's in L.A. and he goes, it's very quiet. Right. Could you ever imagine the day when somebody says, I'm out in L.A. and it's very quiet? Yeah. Or New York. Our, our daughter right. sent a video. She was out walking. Not a soul in sight. But it's making everybody stop, mm-hmm. think. Listen to God. I did get a text from, from Pete. Oh. Thank you and all that we do here at uh, the Apostle with the changes. It's Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, listed in the monitor, thanking God we have Catholic radio and TV. Well, oh. you know, that's what's, you know. More than ever, I think we need we're it. We're honored uh-huh. to be able to serve this way. And just again, friends, uh, before we do leave you, I, I will be back on Tuesday. God willing, the, you know, we're going to keep doing the local programs. Uh, mm-hmm. We can stay you know, six feet apart. <laughs> That's all right. Not you and I. We're married. We're going to stay six feet apart. But um, we'll keep doing these local programs, keep you posted, keep you updated. And any suggestions you have, please always feel free to email or text. Let us know um, what your needs are starting on Wednesday of next week, which is the Feast of the Annunciation. I've been told by EWTN that there'll be uh, additional programs we can put on to, uh, that are more spiritual in nature, the rosary, chaplets, masses, etc., mm-hmm. to get them on throughout the day. Uh, but don't forget, friends, that we are here only by your generosity, that our bills are paid by you. Again, we don't, you're hearing about all these um, bailout plans, whatever the government's going to be doing and sending out checks. We're not going to get any of that here at the Apostle. It's not going to come to these little nonprofit organizations. So... We still need you to help us pay our electric bill, our phone bill, our insurance bills, everything we have here. We have four radio stations that are supported by you, and it does cost us $25,000 a month to operate everything. Uh, And donations have been way down this month. We're not going to have our Radiothon uh, as planned uh, on April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We're going to postpone later into the spring, but that means we're going to feel a pinch here. And so I'm just inviting you and asking you, please, to pray about it. Anything you can do. We're encouraging online donations because uh, the the post office may be disrupted and we don't want to miss anything. The online donations we get right away, and we certainly would appreciate it. So please pray about that. And um, let's just all pray for each other and be a part of this, uh, you know, as Father said, this this Lenten season. I like to think now, what did did we give up for Lent? Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Although you did bring home cannolis last night. You found, you found a bakery with cannolis. Well, that it was, was St. Joseph's I know, day. I know. So we, that was great. we sang the Gloria yesterday. We made a nice pot of spaghetti and we had... 
Nice little Italian nice little meal. Nice little Italian meal and some cannolis. And <laughs> but today we're back to Lent. Oh, fasting on Yes, yesterday still, in all of this, yesterday still was a festa, a festa. Mm-hmm. We had a, a festa di San Giuseppe, <laughs> which was nice. But I think we need to thank God for a true Lent so we can really have that glorious Easter. And we will. It, this will all this will all pass. Um, just pray it away. And uh, as I said yesterday, after we finished the Rosary with the Holy Father, that uh, don't be surprised now as we start to see some miracles unfold. But that's going to take more prayer, and more faithfulness, and more trust. Don't get hung up. You know, you can watch the news to get your facts, but then don't harp on it. Don't. I can. I, I was. I was very dismayed today, and I was surprised. At, I am surprised at Fox News putting on. Those statistics of people who are dying, people who, it's like, mm. it's such a, a downer, you know? I mean, get it, get it off the screen. Let's listen to what, what, what the hope we have here. Right, Not right. watching about how, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, we're going to head on out of here and uh, pray, my friends, you have a great rest of your day, a, a healthy rest of your day. Follow the guidelines that the government gives us about hand washing and, you know, not going out if you're sick and staying away from sick people and keeping six, six feet apart, is it? Six feet. So, Jim, you get the upstairs. I get the downstairs. Uh, doesn't apply to married people. <laughs> Too late for that anyway. We're <laughs> uh, okay. But I think you had it. I seriously think you had it back I in probably December. probably did. And I am healthy and well now. That's so. right. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your day. And may God help us.